0: Let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am completely honored that you are here with me, becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today, we have another podcast discovery call. I absolutely love doing these. They're my favorite thing to do. Um, if you want uh, an opportunity for your own podcast discovery call, make sure you join the email list. Um, and if you want a private one, there's links down in the show notes. So without further ado, do, let's welcome our guest today. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, just let's get started with your fertility journey.
1: Sure. so, um, I am thirty seven. I have one daughter, um and I had her when I was thirty two. so um that pregnancy came easier than um, obviously the journey that I'm on now. Um, but it was not perfect. It didn't happen overnight. I had been on birth control pill and um, For over 10 years leading up to that, when I got off of it, my periods were kind of all over the place. Um, And then they started to become a little bit more regular. And then it was sort of my fourth month um, is when I got pregnant. I had a great pregnancy. And then um, after I had her, we started trying again when she was about a year. Um, And I had gotten one period and then I was in a car accident, and um, and then a couple months later, COVID hit, and then I never got my period back. And I went to see um, a fertility specialist at the recommendation of my family doctor, um, and he diagnosed me with primary ovarian insufficiency, which after, you know, a year and a half after having my daughter, I was like, what? Like, that's this is this real life. Did that actually just happen? Um, and so I went to a fertility clinic because obviously that is, you know, what I was told to do. Um, and they pumped me full of estrogen and then they induced my period and then they were cycle monitoring and it was just like very anxiety inducing. I, I, I was I don't know, like down in the dumps, like not myself. Um, And so I made the decision to stop and was like, I'm going to try and just like, try something else. I had been doing lots of research, like what else can I do? So I went and saw a Chinese medicine practitioner. I did acupuncture fairly regularly for about five, six months. During the time I had like one kind of weird period and it was around the same time that I got my COVID vaccine so people are like well maybe that's what kind of induced it anyways um what happened after that I feel like it's just been such a journey I've kind of been back and forth between like conventional and trying like the holistic method um and then I found a functional medicine practitioner who she um focuses in fertility and charting and I've been working with her and I thought you know like this is a great opportunity to sort of try and get to the bottom of what's going on so we did a lot of a lot of testing at the beginning we tested food sensitivities and um I cut a lot out so cut out dairy cut out gluten um but then it just seemed like after that she sort of jumped to okay let's get you on estrogen like estradiol and progesterone and let's start cycling that to try and trigger your body into falling back into cycle so I was like okay this is great like it seems natural it was estrogen and progesterone suppositories and so I did that for about five months and like the follow up wasn't great. We weren't doing anything else to try and fix anything else. And so I came to a point where I ran out of estrogen and I couldn't get a hold of her. And I was like, forget this. Like I am, I'm done. Like I just don't want to go back on it. And uh, then I had a conversation with her and she's like, why don't we change it to an estrogen patch instead of an estrogen pill? And so I was like, okay, something different. And then I picked up the patch and I was like, I'm not putting this on my body, like not a chance. And yeah. And then the last appointment I had with her, like I wasn't in her schedule and she gave me like five minutes and didn't look over any of my testing. And so I was like, I need to like, something needs to change here and I need to kind of take the reins myself and dig deeper and find somebody else and yeah so that's been like (laughs) the last four years of my life oh my gosh um yeah but I mean I I am very appreciative of like the work that I did do with her and because I did take some time off of work um I, you know, focused on myself, I did make a lot of changes. And I can say like, very strongly that I feel like a different person than I was a year ago. Yeah. So I know that like, the changes that I'm making are making a positive impact. And there's just something we're missing. Yeah. So I want to yeah. keep digging.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, first off, I'm sorry that anyone does that to anyone, <laughs> like, no matter what profession <laughs> you're in, that's like, really, really not cool. Um, okay. So let's go back to, um, why did you
1: get on birth control in the first place? Um, I had really bad acne when I was younger, so it wasn't like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the uh, results were great. It was predictable, you know, like I kind of yeah. had control. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So other than the acne, what was going on in your life around that that time, before that time? Yeah. Like before you got on birth control, other than the acne, is there anything that you can see or think of? And if, if there is, and you don't want to say it, you don't have to, um, but is there anything else that was going on with you?
1: You know what? Like looking back, I feel like I've always had food sensitivities. Um, like I had as a kid, like super sensitive skin, um, like always kind of red and rashy cheeks. Um, but yeah, no, aside from that, like, I mean, I had a relatively normal teenage years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. Um, so
0: what did you in the functional medicine doctor practitioner other than the food sensitivity testing do for your gut health?
1: so we did um is it glutathione for a month but there was just no follow-up and like Mm -hmm. it was um like here's a bunch of supplements I want you to take them but like no real direction and so Mm -hmm. I always question like should I be taking all these at the same time like what's the method what's the plan how are we following up and I mean, I guess I just didn't advocate for myself hard enough that like I need more. but yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's like a big issue for a lot of us, right? Like, like how no do we matter, push? Yeah, yeah, like no matter what kind of doctor we're looking at or what kind of coach we're at, this is like a big thing I've brought into my coaching is like advocating for yourself, following your intuition, like you know, standing up and being like, hey, that doesn't feel right. Like I know you're the expert. I know that I've come for you for help. but, it's not working for me. So like, yeah. change it up or I've got to go and it, but it's hard, right? Because yeah. we've never been taught to do that for ourselves. Um, for sure. okay. Is there any, uh, gut health issues that you can pinpoint right now that you're dealing with?
1: Yeah. Oh, right now. I was going to say, like, I traveled a lot when I was, um, in like in my early 20s and I got a really bad bacterial infection Mm -hmm. um while I was traveling and it was like that was a big turning point like things kind of never were the same after that um and yeah I feel like that was a big trigger yeah okay but right so right now um so I guess like a year ago I was way more like loose stool, not necessarily diarrhea, but every time I ate, like I went to the bathroom basically right after, like I was very reactive. Um, Now I would say like, I'm very much more tolerant, like regular, but maybe a little bit on the constipated end, like on the opposite end of the spectrum now.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what happens with gut health when you start healing is that, and this is what happened to me, right? Like I changed up my diet, everything looked good. Like all my kind of like annoying symptoms went away. And so the little symptoms that I did have didn't seem like a big deal. Right. I'm like, but I'm so much better. So it must (laughs) be better, right? Right. And when I got the autoimmune testing, even though I was like so healthy, I still had high natural killer cells right so it's so frustrating because a lot of people are like well i'm so much better i'm like okay but is there still issues have and this is like this is so common it's super frustrating that practitioners aren't doing a really good protocol with healing the gut and getting rid of bacteria parasites overgrowth because it could still be there, especially if you're known to be traveling, you knew you had a bacteria thing. Um, Obviously the bad acne, the skin, the uh, food sensitivities as a child, that's like a huge red flag of gut health issues in your childhood. And so over the years, it's just never, you've just been kind of like treading water. Yeah. And like, obviously working with the acupuncture and the functional medicine and doing the things is getting better, but it's not honing in on getting right. Yeah. Like getting it right. Um, Usually with secondary infertility, especially with like your background, unfortunately it's the first child that tips you over because. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about
1: that the other day and just like healing from pregnancy and then like everything that happened after that like my body was probably depleted when I got pregnant with her and then yeah 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 that's what (laughs) happened ruined me (laughs) (laughs)
0: um like we want to flip the script that's like not how we want to think but that's what happens like yeah we don't realize how much effort it is to grow a human And when we're just in kind of survival mode, but can still get pregnant, we still think it's like normal and common. Well, I'm pregnant. I'm supposed to feel this way, right? And then you get to the birth and then postpartum and postpartum really messes you up because you're sleep deprived, you know, like having a little baby is hard. Even a healthy, beautiful baby who's not super demanding is still hard that first three months. Right? Oh yeah. So your body yeah. then takes another whack. And then if you don't know that how to support your body or that you even need support, your body's like done. Oh and yeah. The, one the of the sh- first things it will shut off is menstruation and is fertility because it doesn't need it to survive. So your right. body is probably like you know a year ago was like I'm just I got to keep your other organs alive, so I got to shut that down because I don't have enough energy to do it anymore yes so it makes
1: total sense
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. um the car accident how it... on a scale one to ten how do you think it
1: impacted you um I mean, it wasn't like a, a major car accident, but it was like pretty jarring. I had a concussion, like a minor concussion. Um, But I work in healthcare and I went back to work fairly quickly after. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely like it shook me up for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I only bring it up because you brought it up usually if things aren't that important people won't mention them like people get in car accidents all the time right but like what level did it actually impact your body and because you brought it up that was like a you know a thing I I well I know because my whole (laughs) my whole body is lit up um that there's some like stored trauma from that
1: yeah I just feel like I have brought it up to everybody and nobody has addressed it yeah as like a no it's not related it, it was an event and it happened kind of thing right mm-hmm. yeah yeah well my body is still lit up so <laughs>
0: <laughs> um that is like a big thing um that we definitely need to address right because let's Let's just say at the surface level, it's just put this horrendous fear in you, right? And when you're holding on to all that fear, in combination with all the inflammation and oxidative stress on a physical side, your body is like, absolutely not, I cannot function.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. So that was, that was 2020. That was like... I don't know where are we? 2023? That was three years ago.
0: Yeah. Stuff can stay in your body from you being in the utero.
1: Like that's how <laughs> early
0: on like things can start happening. People when they have like really traumatic births, it's it's in your body. Like right. it it gets stored. Um, your flight or fight system gets activated, right? And if that emotion isn't released, if you have no one around you to help you, um, work through that trauma, it just stores and it gets worse and worse. And then it starts having physical ramifications. So, um, obviously we'd be looking a lot at the pituitary, the penile and the hypothalamus up in your brain, because that's where your, your period starts in the first place. right? those three functions start triggering your thyroid, your adrenals, your ovaries, all your hormones. So yes, it's important to, to look at, you know, gut health is obviously very important, but, um, it starts upstream. And if you're dealing with something that is really traumatic for you,
1: we got to process that. We got to get rid of that for sure. Yeah. How do you, yeah. Where do you recommend starting for that? Because <laughs> nothing like nobody's ever. Yeah. So in my but... practice, I use a
0: modality called Site K and it is um, it's a lot on the woo-woo side. but Basically <laughs> for this situation, it would be um, we call it like a like a stressful release. So we get you in a whole brain state and we reverse the emotion associated to the event right so it's not about um all trauma has like an emotion attached to it and you can alchemize that emotion you can flip it and so like for example for me um what's a good example (laughs) I've got a lot (laughs) (laughs)
1: um
0: so okay so I was, you know, on the lower end of the financial scale growing up. And I remember going to uh, the the church and getting food. I remember my dad like plugging in our refrigerator because one month we couldn't pay the bill. And he like, there was an abandoned, it wasn't abandoned. It was like not lived in house next door to us. And they, for some reason, had the like electric still hooked up. So we were like stealing energy, right? (laughs) Yeah. So... My little brain processed that as like, we don't have enough. There's a lot of lack, like we always got to scramble, we got to do like, you know, kind of thing. And so when I put myself in the whole brain state and remember those situations in that kind of fearful lack, like, oh my God, we don't have any food to eat. I like alchemized it. And when we went to go to get that food, I now remember walking up to that place and feeling abundant that there was support there for us, that someone was out there able to support us during some of our worst times, right? So I don't look at that situation anymore. And I don't feel that that situation is a stressful situation, right? Or um, like I'm in dis-ease about that because we're supposed to flow with ease and dis-ease is when you're not flowing with ease. So that's how I um, support my clients in um, the mental and emotional side. Obviously, we still have big talks about, like, do you need to go see someone who is got a piece of paper on their wall? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. is yeah. that what you need? Do we need to have that support? Because sometimes it's a team, you know, you need a, a breath of people for that support. So we have those conversations, too. And what feels right for you? what can you get on your insurance what's your budget you know type of thing who do you want to see um, yeah but from my coaching point of view that's what I do with with my clients and if they see success then they're like well I don't need to see anyone else I feel confident and if they're like no I still feel like I want something else then we I try to help them get the best person right instead of like just trying all these different modalities and like I hope one of these, you know, work. Works. Yeah. But, um okay. absolutely. That's like like two red flags right there. We gotta heal your gut. We gotta get rid of I like I can almost guarantee you have a low grade. If nothing's shown up on a stool test, you have a low grade bacterial infection or something going on, the stored trauma. Um and then it's just really the the f- decades of having poor gut health and then using birth control on top of that. Right. So, right. birth control isn't the devil, a little bit, but not like <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to go there. Uh, but what birth control does is just mass symptoms. Right. So, right. it did its job. You wanted yeah. your acne gone and it was gone. But what else it would have done, it would have maybe if you weren't on that and the acne kept going and then maybe you saw some other symptoms and other things were going on, those are red flags. Those are your body going, look, I'm not, I'm not functioning great right now. And if you keep going down this, it's going to get worse. Eventually some people, it takes decades for it to get worse. And then some people it's like a few years. Um, okay. but I do believe when we're dealing with secondary infertility, it's really the pregnancy, the birth, the postpartum,
1: the child, yeah. <laughs> you know, like,
0: the, like it's She's hard. An angel. Yeah. yeah. Like I have two beautiful boys and they are really good kids. And we are fortunate that we don't have any major issues with them and it's still hard. Yeah. Right
1: daily grind it
0: yeah it is yeah <laughs> because we don't have those villages that we had before we don't live the way that our ancestors lived in harmony and in a village where um you know now it's like y- you you have to have eyes on your kids 24 7 and because that's so exhausting you're like oh i gotta put them on the ipad oh, i got the guilt for that yeah. oh you know and you just like spirals right yeah They're,
1: our my language.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, What kind of modalities right now have you brought into your life? I mean, obviously, you're on a better diet for you. What other things are you consistently doing?
1: Yeah, um, like focusing on my sleep, like trying to like pandemic life, we would just like watch hours of TV and stay up late unnecessarily because yeah what else is there to do um Mm -hmm. so I've really been focusing on that um I've been trying to like monitor my blood sugar so not that that's ever like appeared as a problem it just kind of like changing up the way that I'm eating um yeah mostly just like diet and then just you know Now that I'm, uh, so I've changed jobs this year as well. Um, Instead of being clinical healthcare, I am clinical education. So I am not in the operatory anymore. Um, So I have more unstructured time, I guess you could say. So like getting out for walks at lunch and just getting up and moving around where I was kind of, you know, forced for hours at a time to just, be sitting working with patients and so yeah just focusing a little bit more on like consistency with exercise but
0: yeah with movement yeah
1: um so job is like less
0: stressful and you get out more so that's great um what kind of exercise are you trying to focus on like just walking
1: no yeah yoga sometimes but lately it's just been walking because I can leave the house and be by myself <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah it's a real thing <laughs> it's a real thing <laughs>
0: um okay so where are you in your mindset in the sense of um overdoing overthinking worrying that type
1: of thing I feel like I'm much better I feel like being clinical healthcare during the pandemic, like I carried a lot of that with me. Um yeah, and just like feeling happier, like I feel more joy in what I'm doing. Um which I feel like has translated into less stress and less worry and more, yeah, just more enjoyment of life, I guess you could say. Okay. Let's step back um with <laughs> the old
0: job. Cause that obviously brought up some emotion for you.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it was a job that I loved doing and I feel like I just took a lot on with the pandemic and um, yeah. just the, the PPE. And I think it was more dealing with all of the infertility diagnoses. Like it all just happened at the same time. <laughs> um, Sorry. It did bring up emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I've been so good about talking about this all lately, but I haven't talked about it all like together. Um but yeah, just like being under all the PPE and like how if I were to get pregnant, how would that affect me? And could I even do it? And so there was a lot of self-doubt there. So I I ended up taking like a leave of absence from work kind of what led me into switching roles I just knew that I had to make a change yeah what's the and PPE? oh like n 95 masks and, oh yeah, yeah and gowns and yeah just yeah. being like totally covered up
0: yeah is that still happening there
1: for health no. professionals no okay. no 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 yeah um just took a long time to go away. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Um, that's going to be a big thing to you, for you, the stress of COVID, uh, the stress of the diagnosis. Um, that unfortunately would just be like layers. Right. So like the inflammation was like this and then like COVID and then like infertility diagnosis. Right. And it just layered up. The thing that I see now and I experienced um, is that it, it almost gets worse before it gets better. right? Right. Because we start diving into like expectations and the stress and I have to do this. And then they told me I can't do this anymore. And so we are already coming to these professionals, like, let's just face it, like not operating correctly. And they unknowingly, (laughs) I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt (laughs) that they just make it worse, right? Because the stress is just so overwhelming um, for me, um, that diagnosis is just a snapshot in time. Okay. Maybe are you dealing with a lower number of eggs for people of your age? Possibly. But the fact of the matter is, is that your body has already proven to you that you can get and stay pregnant naturally.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it really frustrates me when you go into a doctor's office. They get some test results and I'm like, oh well, you can't do it again now. It's like, yeah, five percent chance. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's literally made up. I'm like convinced that they just made this shit up. <laughs> like I like I don't get it. So by focusing on the right things, you can completely do it again now. The question is, when you get a little bit older, how long do you want to try naturally for? Because the science is there. It's only, you only get 12 shots a month, right? Or a year. Sorry, a a month. That would be lovely. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so there's different questions when you get, you know, I guess to any age, I wouldn't even say older, like wherever you are in your journey, it's just like, how long am I willing to walk this path, because I believe other than people who truly need the medical assistance that it was invented for the women who do not have the actual working bits to do the things that we need to do. um it's there to um, you just get a lot of time, right? Like one round of IVF can potentially give you, you know, two to. 13, 14 shots right right but that those are questions you have to answer for yourself right like I right. have a one-to-one client now who's the same age as you told she had a two percent chance even after she got well she was told that she had a really bad chance got pregnant naturally had a miscarry and there and and then was like like no they're like do IVF and she's like no I got pregnant naturally
1: yeah, what I, am I just doing need to for? figure
0: out the TLC my body needs to increase my chances. Yes. Okay. You might think they're lower than most, but that still doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. Right? And I feel like that's always been my gut. Like I've had friends go through IVF and they're like, why don't you just like, why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, because my body's not like, I don't have a period right now. How am I going to do IVF, it's not going to work. Why would I go down that path and put myself through that? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like my number one goal, like, yes, it would be awesome to conceive again and have another child and grow my family. Like I, you know, had always envisioned, but like, I want to get to the bottom of this for like, my health my longevity and like to be able to watch my daughter grow up and have a good life with her so yeah and that that
0: is an amazing place to be yeah because uh how should I say this (laughs) (laughs) that's what matters that's
1: right like what's the point
0: of having a child if you're not healthy enough to be around for them
1: Yes, exactly.
0: You know, especially like I'm an older mom too. Mine first was 35. My second was 35. I gave birth at 37, right? So now I'm looking at in my 50s before they even graduate high school. You know, like yeah. I, my best friend will be a grandma before my kids graduate high school. <laughs> like <laughs> That's how like different we had kids, right? And yeah. so my reality is, is how am I going to be that 55 year old that is like next to the 32 year old and like what's your secret i'm like yeah. diet lifestyle yeah. <laughs> i sleep a lot yeah. you know yeah. so that's the perfect thing to carry you on through this journey because if you can surrender to the ultimate goal which is to grow your family and have a kid but you're you're walking through for yourself you're filling your cup up right i yeah. had this really cool uh, discovery call but it partly broke my heart because um and it was a private one so it's not on the podcast but um she had two girls naturally and they and the father and the two girls wanted a brother she did not want to have another child she like she was max there was lots of things going on but she wanted to do it for them and right. i had to harshly say to her this isn't about them this is about you Because at the end of the day, you are the one who is going to carry this child and take care of this child along with everyone else. You've got to be in the right mental, emotional, and physical state to do this. It's really, really like that is like the most important thing. So if you can get to that mindset, which you already are, you're going to have a better journey because of it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um well there's like very obvious things for me it's not like a hard case to crack um is there like any because we've got a little bit more time is there anything else that's on your heart or your
1: mind that you want to talk about I mean like I've listened to your podcast and have you know looked over what you do in one-to-one and group coaching are there any other like we've talked about gut health we've talked about the mental and emotional like is there anything else like I've never done any like um like the dutch test or the like those kinds of like all the additional testing yeah what like
0: okay so when it comes to testing the top two I recommend is a food sensitivity test and the gut health test the dutch the Dutch test is amazing. And if you want to test your hormones, it's the, the test to do. But here's my thing. I still need to know why. Why yeah. are your hormones like out of whack, right? Right. There's usually two reasons why. Your gut health is messed up and your mental and emotional state.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. If you do
1: a food sensitivity test, so when I did mine a year ago, I came back sensitive to everything and she told me that I had leaky gut. Mm-hmm. Um again with not like a great easy to follow protocol, but like how do you follow up on that? Do you do another one or is that it would depend it on what it is? It is?
0: It would depend on what test it is. If I think it's a high quality test and not just IgG, um, we definitely we just use that test. Um, if it's, it's not IgG. a great test and it's like yeah. a bit like uh, like as it was IgG, did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's the problem with just testing IgG is that it is a reaction to what your blood is doing during the test. So you have to be eating the foods that you are potentially intolerant to or have an aversion to. And my theory um, is that if you have a lot of inflammation going on anyways and you're eating a bunch of food, it's just going to show up that food. So you might not have a true intolerance to what showed up.
1: (laughs) It's funny because everything that I was eating on a daily basis showed up yeah eggs like pea protein and I was having protein shakes like literally everything I had eaten in the past 48 hours showed up and she's like yeah you have leaky gut which I know like made sense but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I have kind of brought some of this stuff back in because I'm like I can't live without everything <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: so yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in the position where you're like, I just want to know, I want to do the investment. Um, the MRT is what I run right now, um, and that's pretty a pretty good turnaround. It's fairly quick. Um, it's just a little bit more expensive in Canada because of the shipping. Um, right. I don't charge. I charge wholesale prices, so you actually pay the testing company and the shipping. Like the only thing I charge for is my time, right? Like. Right. Um, so, and to make it affordable for for everyone. Uh, the gut health test that I run um ships to Canada too. So th- those would be the two ones that I would say that's the information we need to get you on the right track on the physical side. Um, moving into the mental and emotional side is is pretty straightforward. And to be honest, that's where the one to one sessions come in um, and are more the most impactful. Like our one-to-one sessions are all mental emotional. And now that I have Site K behind me, we do Site K at the end of it. Um, the physical stuff with or without testing is the stuff I do behind a scene. So I get, you know, the intake forms and um, testing and even um, blood work that you've already got done with your doctors, because there's some new emerging um, stuff coming out that you can actually tell what's going on with your bloods. Um, so okay. I, I'm, I'm introducing that into, in my coaching and, um, and working with, um, a medical intuitive. So this is kind of a new thing into my coaching. It's a colleague of mine and I'll just tell a story since we <laughs> since we brought <laughs> yeah, it up. That time. <laughs> um, so actually when I started the fertility formula, I did it live. So it was like an eight-week live thing and three women went through it. And so it was live coaching every week. And I still do live coaching, but in a different way now because it's evergreen. Today, I got news that all, the last one got pregnant naturally. So it's it's been a few years, well, a year and a half. Uh, so hers was a longer journey. But when I say that this client did everything right not only working with me of course but she's worked (laughs) with a another top um acupuncture fertility specialist that everyone knows but i'm not going to name names Um, and then she actually works for a um, highly highly educated uh functional nurse practitioner um, And she's just doing everything right. And she came to me about six months ago again and just like, oh, I just want to like check and see if there's anything missing. And I'm like, look, I don't see anything, but I have this new colleague. She's super cool. I think you should do a session with her. She did a session with her and she couldn't find anything because this this woman's health was amazing. <laughs> like She's yeah. like, there's actually nothing medically wrong with you anymore. You have done the work. But what I'm picking up on is that you, your body needs to be highly oxygenated, like a lot of oxygen in your body. And um, the way to do that is with breath of fire. So it's a very intense breath work. It's like, and you do that for anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. And um, it's, it's like, it's like very high level. (laughs) Um, stuff! it's super cool but it's very <laughs> hard to do and so we hooked up for another discovery call after she had this session with um my colleague and she wasn't really doing it and I was like well why aren't you doing it she's like it's really hard <laughs> <laughs> and I was like well those are the subconscious blocks right that we got to get through because right. you have literally worked your ass off to get your body to a state of health to receive your baby, and now you've been given the keys to the castle. This is your final answer, your final puzzle. And today I got an email,
1: and she's pregnant. Wow. How long after she started doing the breath stuff?
0: <sighs> Two months. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so I've got like the massive chills again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this colleague of mine is, I feel like a very important piece of my work because I can get, I can get most people to a pretty good level. Um, but to have her do a session, um, in conjunction of what we're doing, is just next level. So, um, I've just, yeah, I've just introduced it into my coaching now, and I think it's going to be just life-changing for a lot of people. Um, and then hopefully one day I'll just be able to do it myself. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that would be very cool. (laughs)
0: Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of work ahead, right? You know, it's, it's definitely not overnight. We're going to get, you know, see you know, radical results, but I already have worked with a one-to-one client that didn't have a period for 12 years and we got her cycles back. So, Amazing. um it is how doable. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is definitely definitely doable. Um and it really just comes down to, you know, your willingness and your level of commitment, you know, to keep walking through because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be on this journey for years and feel like you're doing everything right. And then it's like, okay, I got to keep going. Do I keep going (laughs) or don't I? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I do feel like I said, with your number one goal of getting you healthy, that's what keeps you going. Yeah. And the thing that helped me was I never wanted to look back at my journey and wonder what if. What if I would have just done that? Would it have been different? Right. Right? So no matter, you know, I spent a lot of years not thinking I could ever even get pregnant. So I wanted to just have that confidence if we did become child free because we weren't gonna adopt. I wasn't open to egg donation. You know, it it literally was just the good old fashioned way or through IVF. Right. (laughs) Like that's yeah. Those were our only choices for our family and i just wanted to know if i was going to live a child free life that i was proud of myself like i did everything i could and this is the way my life ended up and i'm really happy about it and yeah i think that's what gets people through right yeah
1: for sure just feeling like you've done everything you can yeah yeah,
0: yeah exactly and you know when you when you get to in this journey because it does end. (laughs) You just get to walk away with your head held high. Right. Yes. You just get to go and be like,
1: Yep, cool. All right. I've done this. Yeah. And let's move on with life. Yeah. Which I feel like, yeah, was holding me back. Like I'm not going to do this because what if I'm pregnant? What if I can do this or (sighs) You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm like, screw that! I'm <laughs> switching jobs. We're moving. Like, we're doing all the things we want to do because it's not going to hold us back. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing that people, you know, really. Once you realize that that that's what not only the universe, God, you know, whatever you believe in wants for you, but what your babies want for you too. What they're like, act- they're actually watching you going like. Come on, get your together. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you know with your anxiety around the stress of um your job during COVID, your baby was probably feeling that too. Like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to come down right now. I don't want to grow in that environment and you know yeah. So they could have just been like, "I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait and all yeah
1: <laughs> I know that's it my mom she's like this happened for a reason because you couldn't have handled everything you were going through and another baby yeah so. yeah and the thing is is that like
0: you could have you everyone walk you, you always walk through the fire right we all outlive our worst days but do we have to Yeah. You know, can we look back and go, because I know in my journey, I was like, all right, right, I learned my lessons. Like, (laughs) you know, I've done the thing. I'm ready to have my baby. And then it wasn't until like a year later. And then like, you have your baby and you're like, I get it. I get why I had to wait another year. I get why, you know, like my last medical procedure, why I miscarried those twins. Like, I can look at my second son, who I got pregnant naturally with, and go, I get it. Where when you're going through it, you're like, really?
1: <laughs> like, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you get that mindset set change, um, and and that's the thing with your journey, right? You take all of those outer things, all of the things that you've been told by the doctors, um, and even the, the neglect of, like, getting your gut health, you know, really um, getting rid of that trauma, like all those things. And you tap into like, my body can do this. I did it once. Yeah. I can definitely do it again.
1: It's Empowered for sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, you're fine. <laughs> Um, wow. Well, I'm like super excited for you because you definitely got some really good answers. Obviously, after every discovery call, I write you guys up some good show notes um, with um, actionable steps and links and obviously how you can work with me if that's something you choose um, for yourself. Um, is there anything else that you want to bring up?
1: No, I was just going to ask like what what would the next steps be? Um... And what does, like, I guess maybe what is the difference between your group coaching and the one-to-one, like, or what is group coaching, I guess, because one-to-one. Yeah,
0: yeah, so the the group coaching is um, kind of a two-fold, right? So it's an online course, and yeah. you'll never have to Google anything else. <laughs> like anything about amazing me, you will learn things that um you wouldn't even have thought to have googled um the second aspect of it is the group coaching which is divided um just because I'm getting busier and it's harder for me to really maintain a high level of care for everyone um you'll see when you get in the group coaching um that it's not just like one answers right sometimes I make videos for people like I'm doing the thing. Um, and that's just, that's where the coaching comes in. So we have two live coachings, um, a month and you get to ask your questions. We, at the moment we're spending like an hour and a half, um, and they're all on replay. So if you can't make it, you can send in your questions. I answer them to the best of my ability. You have access to me in the group coaching, um, community board. Um, and even the community board is like, there's a Google search in there. So like, if you're like, oh, I wonder about like, right now we're talking about the wounded empath, right? So if you type that in, you'll see links and like discussions. The one-to-one is just I do like, well, in the, the group coaching, you got to do the work yourself. So you got to like yeah. piece together the things and all the information's there for you, but you're still doing the work. Yeah. The one-to-one is just, I do it for you, right? So I get all your intake forms. Um And I just do all the hard work for you, get you on a 30-day action plan in all six areas, the diet, rest and recovery, exercise, the awareness. So we're pinpointing where we need to focus and then the targeted supplementation. And obviously, um, you can order the testing in the group coaching and the one-to-one. The one-to-one, I obviously review it and make an action plan on anything that we find in there. Uh, where the group coaching, you just get some documentation to help support the findings, and once again, you do it yourself. Right. Um, the one to one obviously comes with uh, the medical intuitive um, consultation, and it comes with just privacy and site K. So I don't do site K okay. in the group coaching because it is a it's a very private. Um, Thing to do with people. And it's yeah. just a one-to-one aspect. I can't do it with, it's not like Reiki healing or anything like that. It's actually, it's all you. I just facilitate right. it for you. Like I, I don't like go in and do any of the cool Reiki stuff that, that Reiki, Reiki practitioners do or energy healers. Um. So yeah, it's the site K, the, you know, the one-to-one sessions, the um, medical intuitive, And actually you get um, full access to the course and the group coaching. So right now I have a one-to-one client that joins the group coaching and she just loves it because she doesn't have anyone in her life who's dealing with fertility issues. So she comes Mm -hmm. and she's met other people and she gets more coaching, Yeah, (laughs) you know, she gets time to talk. So the one-to-one is a pretty good deal, but the group coaching too is, you know, just depending on budget.
1: For sure. And the one-to-one, is it, you said it's a 30-day action plan, but what is the sort of, it's, how long does it last? Or So
0: it's right now, it's um just based on your journey. So some women I've moved through like three months. And so it's um usually the discovery hall, which is this. Um, that's the only way you can get into the one-to-one. Um, and then you have four coaching sessions. Um, and then access to me through the email the community the live group coachings um and it's really just dependent on um what's going on in your life right so there's people that uh, take six to eight months because they, have a miscarriage or like something traumatic happens or they have a failed IVF or, you know, whatever it is, I don't put a timeline on it because I know this journey doesn't have a (laughs) timeline. Um, so we just move through as quickly as you know, your circumstances allow, right? For me, it's, um, pretty easy to just move on that pace. Um,
1: and is there anything like that you would need the doctor? Like, do you recommend anything? Yeah, that you would need the doctor's support
0: for? Or if we find anything in your test results that is of concern, you always get a letter to bring that information to your doctor. Um, okay. Most of the time, the doctors have been like, that doesn't affect fertility. <laughs> so but I'm just doing my duty as a coach that if there is something that I truly feel um that your doctor needs to know absolutely but no there's if if there's testing that we want done that you could possibly get through your insurance or through your healthcare system then you know we try to keep the cost down and do that but there's not anything that um I would need your doctor's support with. Um, you know, we're not treating, we're not diagnosing and we're not prescribing anything. It's really just a very, um, I kind of say it's like, I'm your best friend. I'm your honest, best friend that just kind (laughs) of helps you fix your health. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Awesome. (laughs) Everyone needs you in their life. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. Everyone needs someone like me. Like I, I, if I had this knowledge and coaching like this, I would have saved like seven years easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but you know, we all have to walk through our journeys and I understand that why I had to go through everything. So I'm just a better
1: coach because of it. For sure. Well, Uh, I think it makes you very relatable. Yeah, yeah. I got the (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. You're not just preaching from the hill. Yeah, you walked up it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I will so give me a few days to um get these notes up for you. And then um if you don't know, I we've already emailed each other, so you will see it. Sometimes my email provider goes a little bit wonky. But um if you don't hear from me over the next few days, just reach out. Um, but I will get this email to you with all the details and things that you can start taking action on. Okay, awesome. Thank you so
1: much. And in terms of like podcast will you like keep me posted on that or? Yeah, I yeah. will because there's
0: not going to be any editing in this. Um I'll literally have it up tonight. I'll give you the link. If this episode probably won't go live until like July August time. I'm pretty ahead of schedule on that. Um, okay. And yeah, that's just how the podcast
1: works. It's pretty easy. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I love well, I'm I am so love excited for you. I
0: hope that <laughs> yeah, this has it was been really super nice to
1: meet you yeah. and yeah thank you so much for providing this for me and chatting with me tonight yeah it was my pleasure
0: thank you once again for tuning in to the finding fertility podcast if you're loving this podcast please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family i hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next friday for another episode of the finding fertility podcast